Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast, episode number 66. Today, I want to talk to you about non-scale achievements. For those of you who, like me, have spent years or decades trying different diets, losing and gaining the same weight over and over, chances are you determine your success by the number on the scale. And of course, that makes total sense. Your goal is to lose weight and the scale tells you if you've lost weight, so you make that a measure of your success. The problem is that for many of us, we allow this relatively small, inanimate object to rule how we feel about ourselves. We may feel elated when the numbers go down and heart-wrenchingly gutted when the numbers don't. I danced this dance for years myself and it is oh so common amongst those of you who I'm working with too. To understand more about your relationship with the scales, do check out podcast episode number 23. I will put a link to it in the show notes. Now, one of the problems with allowing the scales to determine how we feel about ourselves and our day is that the number on the scales is unpredictable. Our body doesn't respond to our attempts to lose weight in a linear way. I see so many of you working hard to have what you might call a good week. And I say that with inverted commas. And by the way, that idea of what is a good week comes from diet mentality and is totally normal. And even now I catch myself thinking that way. But anyway, so you have a week where you eat what you planned and allow yourself to feel the desire for foods and not eat them. You take the time to prepare and take healthy lunches to work instead of grabbing a sandwich. And then you get on the scales Friday morning and the number hasn't shifted and you feel disappointed. And you think to yourself, why bother? And find yourself not only grabbing a sandwich for lunch, but the crisps or the chocolate to accompany them too. Now I see this all the time and it is probably one of the biggest causes of weight loss frustration. The fact is that it often takes more than a week for the effects of your improved eating to show up on the scales. Sometimes it doesn't, but nothing has gone wrong or is abnormal if it does. And the same is true of when you overeat. Sometimes you may see the effects of that overeating the very next day and other times you may think, the phrase I often hear is, you've gotten away with it, but then what you don't realise the following week is that maybe you're not losing the weight that you would have lost. There are several reasons for this I've spoken about before, such as hormonal changes associated with the female cycle, the weather, doing strength-focused exercise, your salt intake, medication, and more. What we forget is that the process of losing weight involves losing, involves losing both fat and water, and sometimes muscle, and the rate at which you lose fat and water differ. So reducing or increasing the amount of refined or starchy carbohydrates or salty foods like crisps and salted nuts or cheese that you're eating can quickly result in losses and gains because those food types impact the amount of water your body retains more than other food types. Whereas losing fat takes place much more slowly and is where you want to give yourself up to two weeks of eating what you may be considering healthily to see the true impact of your efforts. 
Muscle weight isn't something that we want and may be impacted more by a sudden reduction in your exercise, especially strength training, maybe due to illness or for another reason. Also worth a mention here is the highly debated whoosh effect. Those who believe in the whoosh think that the body loses weight in stages where there is a period where the weight loss is not reflected on the scales and then suddenly a few pounds are dropped in one go. Those who believe in the whoosh effect think that when your body metabolizes fat from its fat cells, those cells temporarily fill with water and then that water is released a few days later. Now medical science disputes this, stating that fat cells do not temporarily replace fat with water as a part of the weight loss process. But in my experience, both from my own weight loss and from working with hundreds of ladies supporting them in their weight loss efforts, I see that our bodies often have periods of no response to our weight loss efforts and then maybe drop a few pounds overnight. So whilst the scientific evidence doesn't support the whoosh effect, my anecdotal evidence is that expecting your body to lose weight in consistently and in a very non-linear way is useful from a mind management perspective so that we don't think our efforts are not paying off or that it, whatever it is, isn't working. Another explanation for weight loss inconsistencies is attributing them to how well hydrated our body is. A body that's not well hydrated will do what it can to hold onto water in our cells, whereas a well hydrated body will release water from its cells, causing what we may describe as a whoosh effect. So an important reminder here to make sure you're well hydrated always to help your weight loss along. Essentially, the takeaway here is to be fascinated and curious about how your body loses weight so that you get to know and understand it better and start to see the inconsistent patterns that are normal so that you can find ease in the process instead of frustration that will have you sabotaging your efforts before you get the benefits of the results they would produce if you gave yourself a little more time. So now that we've explored weight loss inconsistencies and hopefully I've convinced you that it really is in your best interest to expect them so that your mind doesn't leave you feeling, well, just a bit blur when you're not seeing a linear response to your weight loss efforts on the scale, I want to talk to you about what I do want you to focus on. One of the reasons we like to see the numbers on the scale go down is because we get a little hit of dopamine believing that we have been successful, that it is working, all of the things. But because we cannot rely on that source of dopamine to validate and recognize our actions, because we can't rely on the scale behaving the way we want them to or think that they should, we want to find other ways of creating those measures of success for ourselves. Non-scale achievements are where you look for other ways to measure your success and achieve your weight loss goals. And they are ways that you are 100% in control of. Remember, when you're working at creating the relationship with food that you want so that you can be the weight that you want to be for life, the number on the scale is a really poor measure of your achievements in doing that. Yes, it's a great way to determine if your crash diet is working, but not if you're setting yourself up for long-term success. A far better way to measure your progress is to track your success in all the new skills you're learning. And here are some suggestions as to what those skills might be. One of them is practicing talking to yourself more than you listen. And what I mean by this is that you don't just take your primal brain suggestion that you should have the chocolate cake because it looks really tasty. You actually talk back to yourself and you remember and remind yourself that you're wanting to lose weight. You're wanting to eat more healthily. Um, something else is allowing the urge to eat instead of reacting or resisting to it. When you allow yourself to feel that desire and not respond to it and you do that consistently, that is something to really track and recognize and acknowledge yourself for doing. 
Something else that you can practice is planning your food at least the day before so that you're making your food decisions with your human higher executive functioning brain and not your primal brain. And then of course, there's eating what you planned. There's writing down everything that you eat. There's committing to exploring what was going on for you when you ate something that you didn't intend to. You might want to focus on not eating beyond full or getting your water intake in or taking that daily walk. It could be figuring out the right balance between eating for fuel and nourishment and eating for pleasure that you want to be doing. A simple way to track and measure these activities is with a habit tracker. Giving myself comfort or treats in non-food ways every single day is something else that I like to track, as is not snacking in front of the TV in the evening, or maybe reducing the amount of sugar in your tea or coffee, or reducing the number of evenings that you have a glass of wine. Just a few more suggestions there. But as I said, a simple way to track and measure these activities is with a habit tracker. And of course, there are so many more ways. I encourage you to think of three things that you are doing or want to start doing consistently that will help you with your weight loss and relationship food goals. So I want you to to decide for yourself what three things you would like to be tracking right now. And then I want you to focus on tracking that you're doing these things and reward yourself for achieving them alongside you weighing yourself so that the number on the scales is mainly maybe only a quarter or a less of the way in which you are measuring how successful you're being, depending, of course, on how many things you're tracking or your measure of success for the week. And I want you to allow yourself to feel the dopamine from your non-scale achievements. This will require you to make a conscious effort to talk to yourself in a congratulatory way. It makes a difference when you acknowledge and congratulate yourself for all your small wins, for all of your efforts. So keep a record and give yourself a tick or a sticker or something every day you do what you set out to do. It took me a long time to realize that there really is a benefit to doing this and it's something that I still struggle with. I was so used to being focused on just wanting the weight to be gone and feeling driven to focus on the next thing that I needed to work on that I was very reluctant to take the time or mental energy to pause and appreciate myself for all the effort I had been putting in up until that point. Don't do this. Don't be like me in this way. Your journey will be more enjoyable and is likely to be more successful if you can create the habit of recognizing the positive changes you make and the new habits that you are creating. Now, if you're in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, I'm going to be encouraging you to share your non-scale achievements more than ever throughout the month of December. December is a great time to practice doing this. Many of you have decided that your priority for December or maybe just over the Christmas period is to maintain weight or to gain no more than a certain number of pounds. And so with it feeling like a time where you may be naturally putting less emphasis on the scales, it's a great time to build up your skill that is getting into the habit of focusing on your non-scale achievements. So You can be planning to have the Christmas foods that you love and still making sure you're staying hydrated, still planning what you eat ahead of time with your human brain and not deciding in the moment with your primal brain. You can still be staying conscious to your physical hunger and stopping eating when satiated and many more. So if you're in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy or the Lose Weight Live Life Mastermind, check out the additional information and worksheets to help you do just that. You will find links to them in your Facebook group. And whether you're in the Lose Weight Live Life program or not, there are some exciting things happening in January. I'm going to be running a free training week for those of you not in a Lose Weight Live Life program. I did one of these in January 2020 and it was great fun and lots of you shared many positive stories about how it helped you. And if you are in a Lose Weight Live Life program, then I'm going to be running a new series, going to be either eight, 10 or 12 weeks. I'm not sure yet. I'm finalizing the content at the moment. I'm going to be running a new series of weekly live trainings 
to help you meet yourself where you are and move forward more easily. So we're going to sort of be taking you back to the beginning, if you like, and training, giving you sort of eight or 10 or 12 weeks of live trainings to take you right through the process of everything that I teach inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy and the Mastermind programs. I cannot wait to share all of the exciting things happening next year. But in the meantime, have a great week and start practicing acknowledging and congratulating yourself for those non-scale achievements. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life group coaching mastermind intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.